are about to hear a life-changing message preached at the Kodesh Family Church in Memphis by the Reverend Kojo Orleans Lindsay. In this Sunday's message, Reverend Lindsay concludes the powerful series, The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. Anchored on the verse in Psalms 23, verse 1, God is faithful. He gives us more than what we deserve. It's up to us to recognize all that he has provided. If the Lord is our shepherd, then we must be like sheep. We must allow him to provide what we need, not what we think we need. So let's listen into this anointed word and learn to become obedient, dutiful sheep that do all that God has commanded. Be blessed. Amen. Hallelujah. I hope you bought your electronic notebook or your notepad and a pencil because we are about to be blessed through the word of God. Amen. We love his commandments. Commandments. The Bible says in Romans, look, how shall we look? How shall we be saved? Except we what? <laughs> Except we hear. How shall we hear? Except we are sent a teacher. Amen. Hallelujah. And we have our very own teacher preacher in the house. Amen. I want you to stand to your feet and give a round of applause to God. Lift up your voice and give God the glory. So put your hands together for our very own Reverend Kojo Orleans Lindsay. Hallelujah. Amen. Those who know your name. I don't have a microphone. You don't want me to preach. Then come and preach yourself. We'll be trusting you. There is no other. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. So Those who know. Tell somebody, those who know their name. Don't just stand there. Smile. Come on, come on. There is no other faithful. Move. 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 Don't be like a statue. Dance it, dance it. Power of love. Do it, do it, do it, do it, do it, do it. No other name makes more to Power of love. Power the name Do you want to go down? Make it in some of my feet. Go, 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 go. No other name makes more to me. Clap for the Lord Jesus. Heavenly Father, we thank you for your goodness and for your mercy. We thank you, Holy Spirit, for your presence. Yes, Father, we give you glory. We give you praise for a day like this that we can honor you. To be in your sanctuary is a privilege. Because that was the whole desire of David. David said, one thing have I desired and that will I seek after that I may dwell in the house of the Lord all the days of my life and to behold the beauty of the Lord in his temple. Holy Spirit, host us in our Father's house with all the blessings in Jesus Christ's mighty name. Amen. Please put your hands together for the Lord and smile to three people if you're a happy person and be seated in the presence of the Lord. Hallelujah. Amen. If you didn't do it, it means you need antidepressants. <laughs> Alright, so try it again. If you don't want to be on antidepressant, just smile to at least two people. Smile. One, two. You see? You see? Alright. Well, it's a blessing to be here. We nearly didn't make it. But God has been good. Amen. Um, today we want to bring to a conclusion our series of teachings on I shall not want. You know. But before I do that, I want to make a couple of announcements. Um, Christmas is coming. How many of Christmas is the best season ever? Is a season joy to the world. There's a lot of joy. There's a lot of gifts. The atmosphere, the lights, the beauty, the, 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 the 
goodwill. And I have not seen, that's the time that we have the longest holidays, family relationships, um, the lights are bright and shining. I mean, I've, 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 I'm expecting some gifts. And I'm expecting to give gifts as well. And so, you know, our carol service is this coming Friday. Put your hands together for the Lord Jesus. Oh, if you are not clapping, you need antidepressants. Don't carry your things to Jesus' uh, festival as well, okay? Now, what we're going to do, instead of festival of nine lessons and carols, I, I have, with the shepherds and us, we decided to make it a festival of nine lessons and a party. Clap for the Lord Jesus. Nine lessons and a party. Someone say nine lessons and a party. So on Friday, I think that, you see, it's a very important thing for family to relate. Uh, so what we're going to do is we're going to have the nine lessons. I want you to dress up nicely your Christmas wear. I mean, because Christmasy as possible. And there are going to be gifts, you know, gifts. I mean, the shepherds and the pastors, we are putting together some nice gifts for those of us who come. Hallelujah. Now, if you want to give a gift to anybody in the church, also bring a gift yourself. We'll add it to the um, stock of gifts. We're going to have a stock of gifts um, that, you know, we're going to call various people to pick up. We're going to give. So come dressed up nicely. I mean, if you want to be formal, dress formal. You have a red jacket, uh, a green jacket, something. You want to put it on. You have to have want some, you know, um, Santa Claus cap or whatever it is, just put it on. And just, but let's just come and rejoice at 6 o'clock p.m. You know, many of us are very fond of coming late for things. We're going to spend a lot, and there's going to be food. There's going to be food, a cocktail of food that you're going to really enjoy. I feel that God has given us a blessing, has brought us this far. I mean, it's time, it's, it's good to rejoice. Nine lessons, so qualify this on a party. Anyway, they're going to be gifts. You know, the first three to five people that arrive will get gifts. There'll be a lot of gifts that you are going to pick. And then the most dressed person, the most Christmassy person, the reddest dressed, you know, is all going to be picked up um, in different, the male, the female, and the child. Wow. They are all going to get gifts. And we're also going to have a time of dancing and celebration. And I'm sure that I'm going to win the best dancer award. Uh, you know, so far, nobody has beaten me to it. Clap for the Lord Jesus. If you don't clap, you are jealous about my dancing skills. And I don't blame you because you are not as good as me when it comes to dancing. You know, that's one of the things that I think I do better than you. You know, many of us, you not believe it, but I believe it at least. <laughs> that I dance better uh, than both of you. <laughs> Amen. So, please, I want to tell somebody, don't do your thing again. Uh -huh. what, what do I mean by your thing? Where we have parties and you don't turn up. Okay, invite your friends and family. All right, invite your friends and family, even if they are not members of the church. Invite, okay? Yeah, Doris, there is no school on that day, so don't use school as an excuse. And tell Lisa to be here. Okay. Turn to somebody, tell the person what what when what what are we talking about? Tell the person what are we ask the person what are we talking about? A festival of nine lessons and a party. And a party. Okay. Yes, a party. So I really want you to be around. There's going to be a lot of nice food, a lot of nice carols, and you know, we are actually inviting some specialist singers. I will give you a surprise by the grace of God. Amen. The young people are going to be in attendance. And um, there, there's going to be a lot of variety of things that you will really enjoy. You know. Um, but we are, we are importing some international singers from different continents. Clap for Jesus. Clap for Jesus. It will be nice. Okay. I really, really want you to come for this and be blessed. And don't come alone. Come with your family members. Come with your friends. It's not only for our church members. Christmas 
is a time of goodwill. Christ, God gave, so loved the world, not just the church. All right, so if we're having Christmas is not the, the world, then it's a problem. So if you really want, Jesus' birth was for the world. And the way Christians demonstrate it is by bringing the world into the church to come and celebrate and to appreciate the gift of a baby. Even you, when your baby, you have your baby, you want us to come and celebrate with you. Remember, your baby is not Jesus. Hope. You are hoping that when you have your baby, you are hoping we'll come and celebrate. Hoping, hope is hoping. Hopefully, we hope to hope with you. Clap for Jesus. <laughs> but on our way to the hope, good to see you. <laughs> on our way, we want to make sure that all of you also are doing the same thing. Lyric, I remember when you were born and uh, you were, whatever it is, 12, you invited all of us, you two, little girls like you. We should all come and celebrate, and you're dancing, and we're moving forward. And we came. Now Jesus is now celebrating his birthday. And you don't think we should come with our family? And you told me I shouldn't come alone. I should come with my own family, and I did. Little girl like you. So ladies and gentlemen, I am saying all this. What I'm saying is very serious, okay? Let's take it seriously. Don't come alone. Come with somebody. Even if... You come and my food is supposed to be given to your guests. I'll do it. I'll do it. But don't leave the world out of Christ's birth and the benefits that it brings. Otherwise, we are not a church. Okay? So, that is a very important thing. Invite. Benu, invite your neighbors. Garrison, your classmates. Amen. It's good to see you. Invite your daddy. Okay? Randy, invite the whole family. It's good to see you. All right, so let's do that and let's come and celebrate. And it's going to be a great blessing. We're going to have some decorations, some music, and some variety. The shepherds are going to put together a good, good presentation. And as for the young people, they never, you know, cease to deliver. So I know that it will be good. Clap for you. Clap for them. Clap. You don't need antidepressants, so behave like that. Good. All right. So, what day is it? Which Friday? The very coming Friday. What time is it? 6 p.m. Okay. What's the dressing? Nice dressing. For those who want to wear formal, wear formal and let's get some red bow tie, green bow tie, I mean, black bow tie, white, red, colorful. Let's be colorful. Let's jam the, the, the Jesus party with colors. Wow. Formal colors and come. If you want to wear suit, wear. If you don't have suit and you want to wear some nice things that are Christmassy, come and just just let's celebrate. But definitely be Christmassy. Amen. So the more Christmassy you are, the better. If you can even dress to the point where you look like Santa Claus, we don't mind. Uh, I know that Santa Claus is not in the Bible, but it's for the celebration. I don't see it as any. It's, it's a celebration. It makes it fun. Okay, there's nothing superstitious about it. Santa Claus doesn't exist. I mean, that chimney, that big man cannot go in. You know that. And then you leave milk and what? Cookies there. They don't eat it. Your mother eats it and says, Santa Claus, come to eat it. In case you don't know, I'm telling you, those gifts, your mother put them there. We put them there. You know, we were tricked, and when we grew to, we tricked our children. There's nothing truthful about Santa Claus. But we like the lie, isn't it? Because <laughs> it makes it fun. Tell somebody, Santa Claus is a lie, but it's a nice lie. <laughs> Hallelujah. Beautiful. So it's going to be a blessing. And uh, we want to all to come and to invite others. And it will be a blessing. Pastor Richard, is it correct? Beautiful. Junior, are we telling the truth? Okay. Beautiful. All right. The Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want. I shall not want. Why are you looking at me like that? I know I'm looking young, but you know. Yeah. You all thought I was old. I'm going to tell you that I'm young now. When I go down, you can't go down. 
When I dress up, you dress down. You, and when you go down to you can't come back up. When I even change you to this, you can't do it. I don't know what's wrong with you. But we are very young in Jesus' name. Now, I shall not want. Diane, say I shall not want. All right. Now, Holy Spirit, help us one more time in Jesus' name. Amen. Now, when the Bible says the Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. Believe it. Operate like you believe it and you know it for yourself. Now, that's the difference between Christians. It's faith. You see? The Bible says Jesus Christ in John chapter 1 verse 11 and 12. He came to his own and his own received him not. But you know what? As many as received him, he gave them the power to become the sons of God. Who are those? Those who believe on his name. Those who believe. Now, I was very surprised. I've said this before. One day I was praying with my family and my sister was also here. When I finished praying and I got up, she looked at me and said, why do you sometimes pray as if God is standing just right by you? And I was, I was surprised at the question. But it made me see the mindset of most Christians. I mean, I was praying and says, why are you praying as if God is standing right by? But where is God? God is with me. But many Christians behave differently. They don't pray or act or look at the word of God or come to church as if this is God's house for real. To me, I believe it's God's house. And I know you don't believe. That's why when I come to my father's, I kneel down first every time. Maybe you don't believe. Maybe you don't believe. Or maybe you think you believe. Or if you believe, then you don't act like you believe. When the Bible says that the there's goodness in the house of the Lord. I can assure you, I know it. That's why I'm here, no matter how late. When the Bible says, ask and you shall receive that your joy may be full. I don't pray thinking maybe God will do it. I pray thinking it has to be done and will be done. No, I'm serious. I don't tithe thinking that, well, this one is like lotto, you know, set more, win more. No, no. I, that God says he will open the windows of heaven. And pour out a blessing, I can assure you. The windows have opened on my life. And the blessings are pouring. Believe me. You don't believe it, it's not going to happen. The Bible says in Hebrews chapter 11 verse 6. Without faith, it's not, I mean, it's, it's he that come to God must believe that he is. In fact, for first of all, it's impossible to please him without faith. It's not possible. Good to see you, right, Michael. Without faith, it's impossible to please him. It's not, it's not possible. It's not possible to please God without faith. And he that comes to God must believe that he exists. And that he's a rewarder of those who diligently seek him. But Christians come because when they were born, their parents went to church their siblings went to church. Their family, friends went to church. We have also decided to go to church because it looks nice. It gives us an opportunity to wear our nice clothes. It gives us opportunity to meet our friends. To dance and for people to believe that we're good. So we do it. But maybe, maybe you have not thought about it for a moment. That God says... It's not possible to please him when you don't have it. It's not possible. Just don't waste your time. Yeah. And he that comes, if you're going to come, you must believe that he is. He is means he exists. He's real. So why should I pray and think he's not there or he's in heaven and I'm here? No. Must. He that comes must. It's a must. It's not maybe. Must believe. So if you are here and you don't believe, that is the reason why you can have an attitude in church because you don't believe. If you believed, you would not be watching pornography in church. If you believe, you will not be doing your to-do list when preaching is going on. Because if your father is truly standing by you before you, as there's no way you're going to disrespect him. I can assure you, I'm telling you the little things that gives God the impression you don't believe, though he's, you can't please him that way. 
When I'm coming to church, oh, you guys have no idea. I am coming, coming to meet my father. When it is before every Saturday, I pray mentioning every one of your names without exception. Man. Yeah. The Lord help everybody's unbelief because otherwise it's a waste of time. That's right. Believe it. You see, as I'm preaching, if you are not paying attention, you're doing something else. You, 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 you are the person I'm talking about. Mm. You don't understand the must. Do you get the point? Yeah. I am saying all this for you to understand that God has a plan and it's for real. Let me tell you something. When the Bible says he's a rewarder of those who diligently seek him. And without faith it's impossible to please him. Do you know Jesus Christ in John chapter 8 verse 29? What happened? He said, The Father, he that sent me is with me. The Father has not left me. Why? Because I do always those things that please him. Watch it again. He who sent me is with me. The Father that you're calling my Father, he has not left me. I'm telling you, those who are not left, you are not left alone. And some Christians are, are left alone. But I'm talking about the Christians who God never, he says, I will never leave you nor forsake you. It's for Christians. It's for people who believe. That's right. Jesus gave the answer. He who sent me is with me. The Father has not left me alone. Never. The Father. Maybe you say God hasn't sent me, so it's not you. But you, you say God is your Father. What about that one? He's with me and he's never left me alone. Why? Why? Because I do always those things that please him. And that includes having faith in his existence. That's right. Number one. If you don't believe in the existence of somebody, most likely you will not behave in ways to please him. And people who don't behave in ways that please the father are the people who most likely don't believe in his existence. Because when we were children, one of the things that we'll do, when our father really comes around, we don't misbehave. That's right. When he's away, we misbehave. Because we know he's not there. So misbehavior, disobedience, is a sign of the absence of the father. Because mm. mm. you believe he's not there. And I can assure you, Christians who misbehave, who disobey, they are telling the Lord, you don't exist. To hell with you. And we never see the hand of God. I'm telling you honestly. Mm. Yeah. I'm telling you honestly. And so today I'm trying to tell you that let's behave well. Look. Every step of your way. When I wake up, I don't speak to anybody until I've speaking, spoken to God. I don't. It's, I just don't. I believe that as I'm sleeping, he's there. When I sit in the car, I will not move the car until I've spoken to him to come with me and to go. When I get to work, I will not start work until I've gone to the bathroom and knelt down and asked God to be with me. Wow. Period. When wow. I come to church, I will not talk to him until I've knelt. You've seen it. I am living my life that way and I can assure you, it's a nice life. But, sad to say, I don't see the church members copying in faith. Rather to the contrary, sometimes your behavior makes me wonder, are you also a child of God? That's the question. Are you also a child of God? When nobody is there, do you behave as nicely as you behave in church? Maybe you believe in our existence more than the existence of God. Because when we are there, you behave well. When we are not there, you misbehave. When God is there with you in secret. Because the Bible says he seeth in secret. God has cockroach eyes. <laughs> yes. He sees even through the darkness. That's right. Wow. Everyone. Yeah, recently I, I met a lot of pastors. I preached. I told them one of the titles was "God Has Cockroach Eyes." <laughs> yeah, and my scripture, my scripture was uh, uh, two scriptures: Matthew chapter six, where it talks about whatever Lord who sees in secret will reward you openly, and then also 
um, um, I think Proverbs chapter 15 verse 3 which talks about the fact, fact that the eyes of the Lord are everywhere beholding the good and the and. evil okay so why am I saying all this because I'm coming to the conclusion of I shall not want and the last thing I want to see is people who never benefited from five weeks of teaching and we go right back into our want it makes the teaching difficult when you know that what you are bringing out nobody will use it that's why I am trying to tell you this that everything in the Bible let me tell you something if you think the Bible is not real and God is not real look at Israel number one evidence that God is real they that nation was taken starting with Abraham and Abraham responded to the call of God go and sacrifice your son and let me give you a land sacrifice Isaac and you know God said now I know that you believe and then I'll multiply you from no child to a multitude look at Israel today Israel misbehaved. He said he was going to punish them. They didn't believe it. Promised land. He said, look, don't worry. Leave. I will get these plagues on Egypt. Egypt is still reeling under those. And then walk them through the Red Sea. Egypt was, you know, flooded out. They went to the, 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 the promised land. They misbehaved again. God said, I'm going to scatter you. He scattered all of them throughout the world. That's right. He scattered them. He said, I'm going to make other nations smaller than you beat you up. You will have no place. And he did. When they repented, he said, don't worry, I'll bring you back. Zechariah, we are reading. Right. It's right. a restoration. I'll bring you back to that place. And now that land will be beautiful. The people around you will, will actually suffer. and But you will rejoice. He brought them 1945. The nation of Israel was reestablished. According to scripture. And he said, when you come, I'll make you the strongest. Your land will be the most potent. Have you been to Israel? I've been there three times. Their fruits are bigger than the fruits in America. In a desert, fly on top. You see in Israel, green, just next door, Palestine, brown. That's God. If you don't believe in the Bible, go to Israel. He said, I'll make you richer than anybody. They are the richest everywhere they find themselves. You start your business, let a Jew start his business here. You see the difference. Almost all skyscrapers in America are owned by Jews. Go and check out Forbes, Forbes, Fortune 500. Topmost, richest, always the top 50% are Jews. Always. That's right. Even the businesses, talk about businesses, talk about the internet, all kinds of things. They are top. They have no oil. Yeah. They have no oil in there. They have nothing. It's a desert. It's a desert. Ladies and gentlemen, don't look at your oil. Look at the God that is with you. Look at the Jews and believe. Let's believe in God. He's the God of the Jews. He's the God of the Jews. And we, our Bible is the Jewish Torah. It's an upgrade from there. Jewish Torah and the New Testament about Jesus Christ. That is the one that restores us and engrafts us to become Jews by the blood. That's right. That's what it is. Galatians chapter 3 and verse 30, when you go and read, it talks about the fact that, that the blessings of Abraham might come upon us by faith through Jesus Christ. Do you get the point? So really, we are Jews through Abraham, through Christ. We are like the sons of Abraham as well. Mm. I am trying to live my life in faith. Like the Jews. The Jews, they build synagogues. They build temples. Mm -hmm. They give. You know, the biggest tithe givers are Jews. That's right. Yeah. Biggest in their churches. Offerings and things are not, because everybody brings 10%. They don't have to do offerings. The tithe alone and the windows are open. So true. Me, I will live like a Jew. Oh yeah. I will live and die like a Jew by the grace of God. Through Jesus Christ. 
that the blessings of Abraham, Galatians chapter 3, verse 13 and 14, watch this. 13, verse and 14. He says that um, um, Christ has redeemed us from the curse of the law, being made the curse for us. For it is written, curse is everyone that hangs on a tree. That's the cross. Why? So that we might, the blessings of Abraham might come on us Gentiles through Jesus Christ. That we might receive the promise of the Spirit through faith. Please, if you don't believe the Bible, look at the Jews and believe. If you don't think that it will happen, you watch it. It will happen. Everything has happened. And it keeps happening. Yeah. When you go to Israel, they are still expecting the Messiah. Yeah. That's one thing. They believe the Messiah will come. Whether it's the first or second, they believe what you believe. So as we come, that the Lord is my shepherd, don't look at it as it's just a cliche. Will you eat from a cliche? The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. Young people, as you grow up, believe me, you will learn it. Effort is great, but grace is greater. Oh, yeah, grace is greater. Grace of God is greater. There is nothing greater than grace of God. Yeah. You can say all you want. But I can assure you, favor, grace of God, the presence of God, the anointing of God, it breaks every yoke. I have decided to live by the wisdom of God, by the favor of God, by the grace of God, by the instructions of God. And I'm very convinced about it. Sometimes people don't understand the strength with which I do things. And they take offense. Why are you too strong about this? Because I believe. I'm a man of conviction about Christ. What about you? Do you even pray? Do you even fast? Do you even walk in obedience? When you look at the scriptures, do you even read it to start obeying? What do you believe in? You're sitting here. Please, if you are sitting here, then benefit from it completely. The day I found Jesus, I said, me, I'll never turn back because my life was in a wreck. Yeah, I operate my marriage by the principles of the Bible, operate my job by the principles of the Bible, even my relationship with you. Because if it wasn't the Bible, I would, the way you treat me, I would have beaten you by now. Oh, yeah. Some of you, not all of you. The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. Huh? And the Bible says, he makes me to lie down. Don't even go to the green pastures, because that will twist your mind. Can he make you to lie down? Oh. Go to bed as a child. Spencer, this is your gray hair with your car, your nice car, your nice house, your nice wife. Big man like you. Can God tell you, lie down, go to bed? If God can't tell you, he cannot bless you. Yeah. Every blessing that comes from the Lord is my shepherd is predicated on one. I mean, that comes up. Let me read it all for you. He makes me to lie down in green pastures. He leads me beside still water, restores my soul. Leads me. All those things are up. But look at the blessings that come after that. Verse 4. Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil, for thou art with me. You see, Jesus Christ said, He that sent me is with me. The Father has never left me alone. Because I always the things that please him. I am a sheep. He's my shepherd. Wow. Have you seen a sheep? You can see a sheep that is not without a shepherd. Walking his own way. But when a shepherd is with a sheep, you dare not. You will see. The owner will come after you. You will see that that sheep that looks like stray is not stray after all. Hey. Stray sheep are the ones that suffer accidents, that suffer trauma, that suffer all kinds of things. But the sheep that operates with the shepherd believes in the shepherd, follows the instructions of the shepherd, they will never suffer. I can assure you. Please, live your life. I beg of you, can I kneel down and tell you? Can I kneel down so that you'll be blessed? So that you can see the blessing in your life? Believe. Don't care about anybody and what they are, they are talking about.
contorted, contorted minds say. Be like Joseph. Be like David. Be like Daniel. Be like Mary. Be like Jesus. I shall not want. He was on the cross, but he was not afraid. Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I'll fear no evil, for thou art with me. Because thy rod and thy staff, they comfort me. The rod to instruct, to punish, to rebuke, to correct, to instruct. The staff to comfort, to bless, to guide, to gently lead. Look at that. Thou preparest the table before me in the presence of my enemies. I can assure you, uh, that family that you want, God will make it happen. Those grades that you want, God will make them happen. That career, God will make them happen. He will prepare a table. A table is celebration. You will have a celebration for your outdooring. That wedding, there will be a celebration. Ha! Huh? That graduation celebration will come on. Ha! Huh? I can assure you, that birthday, that 50th golden birthday, you will have it. All those things, preparing a table before you is a sign of celebration. Anything you celebrate is good news. You don't celebrate bad news. He sets a table before you. The enemies are thinking you will be wailing, but you're rejoicing. That's a table set before you. Clap for the Lord Jesus. Brandon, there are people that think that, that you will never amount to anything. Unfortunately for them, they will be disappointed. They will be disappointed. Because we will celebrate exactly what they thought you would never reach. Yeah. Set a table, prepares a table before you. In the presence of your enemies, your party, your celebration. No, not your death. No. Not your firing. No. Even if there was a firing, there's another. When I got lost my job, I didn't know there were nicer jobs. Sometimes the table you think it has has to be put aside for a new table to come. Clap for the Lord Jesus. Amen. Thou anointest my head with oil such that my cup runs over. God is saying, you see, when your head is anointed with oil, God is saying, I am giving you something. See, anointing with oil is called ointment. It's called fragrance. It attracts good things. It attracts angels. Oil attracts supernatural power. Heavenly support. Do you get the point? Now, oil is fragrance. You know, sometimes when you see oil, there's somebody's presence. When my wife walks around, I know she uses a perfume. The oil of God, the Holy Spirit will be with you. Supernatural power. Anointing. You get the point? Yeah. Ability to do things that will amaze people. When they say your cup runs over, you are supposed to get a cup, but it's more than a cup. Where is the rest coming from? So overflow. I don't care if you think this is a coin because you haven't lived a life. Yeah, my cup runs over. Not just what is expected, but more. Surely, not maybe, goodness and mercy shall follow me. Sit down, sit down. Surely, goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life. Don't expect evil. Expect goodness. Expect the mercy of God. You know what it means? Goodness. Goodness, you don't do good generally to... Goodness doesn't come to you for a bad thing you did. So goodness That's is right. for the good things. Rewards. Reward. But God didn't leave it at goodness. And mercy. Mercy means even when you went wrong, if you really believe in the Lord, you are not a perfect person. You make a mistake. But my mercy shall be with you. Man. Man. He calls it the sure message of David. Goodness and mercy. Goodness and mercy. Sheep have a way of 
you are ashamed and then they do this they spank you that's a mess and then they bring you right back like the prodigal son all the days of your life and you will dwell in the house of the Lord forever you know real sheep real sheep that the Lord is their shepherd you don't just walk out and say I'm leaving the church oh it's very real sheep it, I can assure you I will dare you even if I put my foot on you like this you should be offended I'm sure you've taken a picture pastor stamps on somebody's nice pants pictures you see put it there and then he kicks church member believe me and he's, she's got it on camera believe me believe me a child of God the Bible says in John chapter 8 and verse 35 children are forever only servants leave children sons they are forever John 8 35 the servant abides not in the house forever but the son abides in the house forever if this hope leave the house of God offended then he's not a son then he's not a child of God then he's not a sheep do you get the point by the way sorry <laughs> what's a, an example a hard example so if there's only one thing I'll tell you before we end this that all these good things are based on just one premise verse 1 the Lord is my shepherd therefore I shall not want clap for the Lord Jesus in fact it's because of human nature that we have to tell you all the goodness and mercy your cup will be running over I don't have to tell you all that let me tell you truthfully I don't have to tell you the blessings all I need to tell you that be a sheep let the Lord be your shepherd if you can do that you wouldn't even have to worry what next will follow it's the truth now what happens is that people most Christians have become so carnal that we're interested in the blessings not in the father That's right. not in the relationship If you can just make the Lord, just the Lord is my shepherd and he makes me to do things. That's all. You don't need to think about what next the blessings will be because the blessings will come. It's just like going to work. If you really work in your hours and everything, you don't need to worry about the salary. You don't need to. It's the truth. If you're con going to continue to be a child of your parents, you don't need to worry about school fees. It will be there. So really, it's not your discussion should not be about the school fees. Your discussion should never be about the salary after the first negotiation. It should never be, hey, when are you paying me? No, no. You should just do the work and do your part. I have decided to focus on the things that God wants me to do. Not even what to expect from God because it will come. God is faithful. God is faithful. If it's quiet time, I'll do it. If it's fasting, I'll do it. If it's tithing, if it's obedience, that's all I want to do. Ladies and gentlemen, the Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want. Amen. And I've said so many things, so, so many things about the Lord is my shepherd. But I can't finish it no matter what I do. But if I can only get you to make the Lord your shepherd for real. In other words, you become sheep. You tell me what to do. Tell me how to operate the relationship. When I learned from the Bible that flee youthful lust and I got into a relationship, I said I will never have sex with my wife until we marry. It's been a blessing. Total blessing. When I started and I was just mistreating her and I saw that scripture in first Peter chapter 3 that women are the weaker vessels and that if we don't husband must live with them according to knowledge and they are we are joint heirs of God's grace for life I said my goodness if I don't get this lady on my life I am operating not even half grace when I sign a check and she doesn't sign it's bounce is useless Therefore, I need her input. 
I'm going to treat her the best way possible so that I'll have the full grace of God on my life. First wow. Peter chapter 3, verse 7. Amen. Amen. No, no, it's serious. That is how to live. Amen. Let me just say one thing, okay? As the Lord's your shepherd, we've said so many ways that the Lord blesses you. One thing I will say to end. Build a house. It may sound to you like off, but build a house. And I don't mean mortgage. Own a house. That's God's provision. And I'm going to read it to you, okay, before we end. Tell somebody, he's serious about it. He's serious about it. Matthew chapter 8 and verse 20. Just for five minutes. And Jesus said unto them, The foxes have holes. The birds of the air have nests. But the Son of Man has not where to lay his head. Jesus became poor that we may become rich. Became sin that we may obtain the righteousness of God in him. And he's telling us that foxes have holes. Birds have nests. Do you know something? Believe God to have a house. Whether by inheritance, whether by working, whether by whatever it is, I'm going to show you one thing. Another reason why, because foxes, you are better than a fox. You are better than a bird. In Jeremiah chapter 29, verse 4 to 6, the Bible says, Thus saith the Lord of hosts, the God of Israel, and all that are carried away, even if you are carried away captives, whom I have caused to be carried away from Jerusalem into Babylon, build houses and live in them, plant gardens and eat the fruit of them, take wives, have children, take wives for your sons, give your daughters to husbands, that they may bear sons and daughters, your grandchildren, that you may be increased there and not be diminished. Seek peace. Now, do you, many of, how many believe that it's good to have a good family, to have children, to have a wife? They are here. How come you don't think that you should have a house? They're all here. And build vineyard and live in them. Some people build houses they don't live in. I know people who are here, who are, I don't know where they live. They have houses where they, they came from, but they don't have a house in America. It's a curse. I told myself, I'll never do that. I live in America. This is my home. This is my church. Devonia is my sheep for real. Ruth is the person I know. Not somebody living in Ghana. Why should I build a house in Ghana? No. No, it's full, it, I, I won't say it's foolishness for the sake of whatever. Unless you want to go and live there. Yeah. And people go poor and they borrow and they don't. Look, the day you have a house that you don't pay rent, that's the day you see the blessing of the Lord. Rent is the number one drinker of your finances. The children don't understand this, but they will. Yeah, they will. Believe it. Believe it. Ah, but pastor, you are saying it because you're a doctor. Hey, please, please. That's your problem. That's the problem that I... That's the, the reason why you are the way that you are. Let me show you how to build a house. Proverbs chapter 24, from verse 3 to 4. It says, though wisdom... Through wisdom is a house built, not through money. And by understanding it is established. And by knowledge shall the chambers be filled with all precious and pleasant riches. Let me tell you, when you look at a house, you're looking at a mansion. That's the reason why you can't build. It's the truth. You're looking at a mansion. You don't need to have a mansion. Now, a lot of, why I'm saying that is that it takes years to build. So, get me, the wisdom is what I'm emphasizing. I'm trying to tell you. That if God says the blessing is to have a house, 
many people, if you don't live by wisdom, you will never build a house. The wisdom does not start on the day you finish school and then now I'm, I have learned to have a house. No, that's not a thing. I, when I finished school, immediately I tried to buy a big car, about $35,000, Nissan Maxima. Apostle told me this is foolishness. Then he taught me wisdom. He said, wait, wisdom is to live within your means. Be content with such things that you have. Don't live above your means. America has taught us that even underpants and underwear, shoes, socks, credit card. Please, please, please. It's a trick. The credit card, the amount of taxes that come on it alone makes you poor. Makes you poor. The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. I'm saying this, I went for a house because I know that it's far. But if you live your life like somebody who wants a house, you will live it by wisdom. Because through a wisdom is the house built, not through money. Because if I say money, then you say, ah, because you are a doctor, you are this. You see, you see, you see where you're going. But let me tell you something. I was just collecting $1,500 every two weeks as a doctor. You may not know it. For six years as a resident. But I knew this wisdom. I live within my means. I bought a car for $1,500. And I drove in that car for years. I could save. And those years taught me to live within my means. If I have a watch, you are the ones who are going to say that it's not nice. If I, when I'm wearing, whether Calvin Klein or Calvin Mark, it's not a problem. Who looks at the back anyway? I bought my shirt at Costco. 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 But it's looking nice. It's looking nice. Please stop the borrowing and stop those brand names that are making us poor. Stop those brokers that are making us broke. Try to live within your means. Stop impressing everybody and depressing yourself. That's what is making. It's making as if God is not your shepherd and you are always in want. Yeah. You want to impress. You want to. It's insecurity. It's a sign of insecurity. Borrowing is a sign of insecurity. Because I want to. No, I don't want anybody, anybody to know that I need this. The Lord says you shall not want. You know, there are levels. There are levels. This one, I, if you, I tell you, this is a gift. I didn't even buy it. But my white shirts are from Costco. They cost $10, sometimes even 7 but you can go to Marks and Spencer. The owner is sitting here. And buy it for $300 as well. Okay. Ladies and gentlemen, what's the, what's the difference? We wear it once and we wash it the same way. You buy shoes. Most ladies, when they buy shoes, after a while, they don't want to wear it anymore. It's true. They pile up and it's so expensive. Why don't you just buy the cheap ones that you buy and you put there, you change it anyhow. Nobody even knows where you bought it. You are the one who is feeling or not feeling it. Ladies, I'm telling you practically what is making many of us poor. And even the children. We have learned to buy little children. You are buying designer wear. Me, I've said, no, it's not going to happen. And they grow learning to wear designers and all that. Why? Who are you impressing? Who are you impressing? Devonia, who are you impressing? Why are you so much under pressure to impress the world? For what? It's making you poor. God has given you a nice job. God has given you nice finances, but you look poor. As if he's not your shepherd. Yeah. In your job, you dress, dress, drive in a nice car. If you get sick for just two months, the car goes away, your house goes away. Then who are you impressing? Suddenly, everybody comes to see that you are nothing. Meanwhile, you could have bought a used car. You could have bought a used car. But you want to buy a new car and impress everybody. I'm sorry that what I'm saying doesn't sit well with you. But America has taught us, and the Western world has taught us, that just borrow. The Bible says, owe no man anything but to love one another. In fact, the Bible says that when God blesses, it says that, in blessing, I'll bless you so that you will lend and shall not borrow. In other words, lending is for the blessed. 
borrowing is for the rather not the blessed and please don't fight me on this one okay Bible says wisdom is justified of her children you start living within your means and see that the Lord says I shall not want and see what God has provided for you is what you're going to use like Adam and Eve what they gave in the garden is what they should have used they went to borrow the tree of knowledge of good and evil suddenly they lost everything live with when God has blessed you at this level live at that level don't impress anybody God who bless you at that level will bless you at another level and you can live there don't let anybody put you under pressure there's too much pressure in this world and therefore God's people seem like we're poor if I can assure you that many of us the reason we don't pay our tithe is because we're living above our means but the tithe is supposed to cause you to be blessed even the more but you've lived above your means so much that you cannot even pay tithe and it's becoming a cycle I don't know how to explain it but I came to tell you today that the Lord is your shepherd and you shall not want what that job is what that income is somebody wants to have that income somebody wants to have that job and live within that means wherever you are that you think that things are not okay you are okay believe me when it's time in his time he makes all things beautiful and when he sets you up there nobody can fight you you can buy things and be comfortable and not sleep some people have gone to buy things they can't sleep they have to do two three jobs and the house the body can't live inside of why 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 are you crying when you're supposed to be laughing meanwhile if you had bought a car within your means it would have driven you from point A to point B just like my car I'm very sad that when you preach this and then people say oh it's not true it's because we make God look like a liar because he cannot make us he cannot make us when he says be content we cannot be content when he says build a house we cannot Believe me, everybody here can and will build a house one day. Clap for the Lord Jesus. Everybody here can by wisdom. And Bible says wisdom is justified of her children. And today if you didn't hear anything, hear this. See what God has provided and use it. Don't use what God has not provided. Don't reach out. You are like Adam and Eve. And that's what caused Adam and Eve. God had provided everything, but they lost everything. If you can live by what God has provided for you, you'll build a house. If you can live by what God has provided for you, please live within your means. You will not be under too much pressure. When we talk about finances here, you will not get angry. Please, try God. Don't be like Adam. Jesus never borrowed. The devil wanted to lend to Jesus. He said, you came here to win the world. I can give it to you now before the time. You can borrow from me. You came here to save the world. I'll give you the world. Just bow to me now. Just sign. And I'll give you. He didn't do it. But Adam did it. That's the difference between the children of God who obey and who God is their shepherd and those who God is not their shepherd. Will you be an Adam or will you be a Jesus? Choose choose. When Satan comes at you like he came to Adam and Eve will you just surrender and reach out beyond what God has given you or will you like Jesus said no 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 man shall not live by bread at all oh no 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 thou shalt not bow to the thou shalt serve the Lord thy God and him alone shall thou serve Will you? Who will you behave like? I've decided to behave like Jesus. And it's not been difficult. Only I've not looked like my colleagues. One time, they actually, I was coming out from my lunch with my, my wife had come to visit me and we're going. And my car was sitting there in the doctor's parking. You all know this story. And there was a ticket in New York 
this place is for doctor's parking only and my fine was $160 they fined me for parking my car over there why because my car didn't look like my colleague's car but I was getting 1500 they were also getting 1500 but there were Mercedes Benzes parked there they didn't get a ticket I got a ticket for 180 because the police said no a doctor should not be driving this kind of car I said if you buy it for me I'll drive it so they gave me a ticket for using the old car within my means I just took my doctor's sticker posted everything that I'm a doctor they sent my money back that's all it is but I was not impressive. Today, all my colleagues, one by one, some are in prison, some are in jail. Yeah, some are in jail. For that kind of character that they started with has not ended well. Some, they've not only, you know, you don't know what you're doing, but the devil starts a little. They are not only reaching out to a car, but now they reach out to other people's wives. They are not content with their wives. Reaching out, what is not yours, that's the same spirit. You don't realize it, but that's the same spirit. And it goes over and over and over. By the time you realize you are living a life that's for somebody, you borrowed a life. You are a borrowed life. Your, your, everything is borrowed. Even your hair is borrowed. May you build a house. And remember, a house is built by wisdom, not by money. Don't just look at your money. Look at the person who gave you live within your means and move up. Keep going to school. Keep working hard. Keep believing God for the promotion. Keep living. Don't be insecure. You are the blessing of God. Greater is he that is in you than he that is in the world. Yeah. Despise not the days of small things. Though your beginnings be small, yet your latter end shall greatly increase. Who said you should have a house necessarily at 24? 36 is also good. By the time I finished school, I was 36 and I was now starting. But look what God has done. I never borrowed. And God has helped me to build a house. You are the next to build a house. Amen. It may take you 10 years. Yes. It may take you 5 years. But begin building little things within your own means. And the wisdom of God to live within what God has given you would also build your house in due time. In Jesus' name. Put your hands together. Rise to your feet. Clap for the Lord Jesus. Clap for the Lord Jesus. Clap, rise to your feet, rise to your feet, rise to your feet. Put your hand on your heart. I want to bless you with the blessings of heaven. Father, I pray for everyone here. The blessing that you gave Jesus, that in due time, not only did he have his life, but he made many more lives out of it in us. Give us that life. Take away the life that Adam, that brought a curse. That life that made Satan tell Adam, don't let God be your shepherd. And the Satan shepherded Adam out of the garden God has provided. Lord, lead us into the green pastures. Give us the heart of sheep. Make us do what we need to do. I pray, Lord. It's difficult sometimes because of our lifestyles. Father, bless us. Give us diligence. Give us strength. Give us wisdom. Give us a hard-working attitude. I pray, Lord, may we see what you have. You've given us life. You've given us health. You've given us strength. You've given us counselors. You've given us your word. You've given us your spirit. You've given us, oh God, counsel. Give us conviction. I pray, Lord, build a house for your people. Give us the attitude and the wisdom that builds our houses. Help us to build houses to build homes, to build jobs, to build careers for ourselves, oh God. Help us to build a mentality that blesses your people. Help us to build up the right thinking, wisdom. Please, Lord, let nobody here become insecure and become like Adam and Eve. Let the devil's devices and tricks not overcome us. For we are not ignorant of his devices. Let Jesus Christ, who is the word, be our direction. Your word says the word is a lamp unto our feet and a light unto our path. Direct your people and bless your people. Build houses even while we are children. May our attitude of wisdom continue so that you will build houses for your people and we will dwell in them. In Jesus Christ's mighty name. 
Amen. Now, if you're here, you want to give your life to Jesus. You want to give your life to Christ, please. This is your opportunity. This season is a season of blessing. You want to give your life to Christ, lift up your right hand, and I'll share a short prayer with you. God bless you. You want to give your life to Jesus, lift up just your right hand. Wherever you may be standing, God bless you. Lift up just your right hand. Thank you, Father, for your blessing upon your children. You lift up your hand. Just walk up to the front. I'm going to pray for you. Clap, clap for the Lord Jesus as you can. If you lift up your hand. All right. Let's all pray. Heavenly Father, thank you for your grace and mercy. May your name be glorified. Say this after me. Heavenly Father, I choose to be like Jesus. I refuse to be like Adam. I will not be tricked by the trickery of the devil. I will build a house. I will build a house for you, Lord. I will build a house for myself. Give me the wisdom from an early stage because it takes wisdom to build a house. Give me wisdom to build a life, to build good finances, to build good, good, good habits and to build a good future. Jesus Christ mighty name. Amen. Wow. Weren't you blessed by that anointed word of God? Come join our services this and every Sunday at 11 a.m. Central Standard Time in person at 5796 Shelby Oaks Drive, Memphis, Tennessee. Be blessed.